You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Tommy Gentleman, CEO of Tide55, which is a digital marketing agency born in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. This episode, we dive deep into how the fitness professional can use digital marketing, social media, website, SEO search engines, and all that stuff <laughs> to serve their business, to market their business, to serve service, to create product and deliver product. Uh, really, really good episode. I tried to ask a lot of the questions that I think will benefit you, the listeners. If you're a fitness professional, you will definitely get value from this. Even if you just run your own business in any way, shape or form, I know you'll get a lot of value on how to use social media and what to do with your website. The Ricky Long Podcast is free and always will be free. What you can do is you can choose to become part of our podcast supporters club and community. All the income raised from here will be reinvested directly back into the podcast. That reinvestment will look like uh, more time being spent on the edits. It'll look like better quality guests coming on. It might be better mics. It might be at such time when you know the world reopens again or you know we're in studios recording these podcasts in person. As a podcast supporter, you will have direct input on podcast subject and guests. You will have exclusive early access to all episodes and you will officially be supporting local business. So you'll get early access to all episodes. Most episodes are going to go out either on a Friday and a Monday. And what I will do with the uh, video part of the episode that will be put into our podcast supporters club and the podcast supporters club it kind of looks a bit like a facebook group a lot of influence and podcasters will use a platform called patreon i don't look at patreon i've decided not to use patreon i'm going to put it all through my website it gives me a little bit more um, freedom and flexibility on how i want it to work um, like i said you will uh, officially be supporting local business i'm a member of three people's patreons um, which, uh, as already said, is similar to what I'm creating myself on my own, um, where I voluntarily pay to listen to their content, um, to your Northern Ireland local comedians, um, and the other one is a fitness uh, creator. Um, and like I said, you can you can choose how much you want to pay. I have a little bit of freedom and play on how you can choose to support so you can be a fan you can be a supporter you can be a super supporter you can be a partner and sponsor and there's different things you get in each one of those it starts from as little as four pounds a month and it can go as high as 100 pounds a month that would be if you want to be a podcast sponsor um, and perhaps do a feature episode about one of the products you wish to um, talk about on our podcast and there's even an option if you don't fancy doing a monthly payment you can just donate there's a link for my paypal on the podcast supporters page by the way on the podcast supporters page i have completely revamped the page so i'd love you to go and check that out there's lots of free value and content on there i'm going to put videos on there there's links to the most popular episodes as well as well as a video of the actual conversation that 
Rachel Newsham and I had when we recorded a podcast, I want to say August of 2020. Um, that's the date, it's not important, it's just uh, it was definitely 2020. Um, so, yeah, please go and check that page out. If you want to become a podcast supporter, you're going to get early access for podcasts, you become part of the community. Um, if you become, if you go look at the super supporter one, you can even get a coaching plan from, from me and you will get mentioned on the podcast and I will direct people towards your social media and whatever it is you are trying to help people with. That is the Podcast Supporters Club. That is the first official plug. I would love to expand the Podcast Supporters Club. The ideas I have moving forward is once a certain amount of people in it, it allows me to dedicate more time and give more value. So the Podcast Supporters Club will be getting exclusive podcasts and videos. I would like to be doing that at least once, hopefully twice a week. Ideally, I'd love to do like a Podcast Supporters Club only podcast and uh, like a Zoom video call where we just get all the supporters on the Zoom video call and just have a little bit of crack and banter once or twice a week. That's the plans. I can only do it if you actually want to support the podcast. So maybe you don't like my podcast. Which would be weird because you're listening to this right now. But you get what I'm saying. The link is regularlong.com forward slash podcast. It's going to be in the bio and link of all future podcasts. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Tommy Gentleman. Tommy, how are you? Mate, I'm, I'm delighted to be back. This is the hat trick. <laughs> is it the third one? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I need to send you. So I'll send you a mug. I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing out the Ricky Long podcast mugs. So do I get three, or is it you get a mug when you've done three? I'll give you one. Jesus, I'm waiting right. three. Jesus. Right. It's not like England caps for friendlies. You've got to make it, you've got to make it clear. You can't be fishing out mugs left, right, and centre. I've just made it up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tommy, you're back on the podcast. You've been on, like I said, you know, a couple of times before. This is the third one. Um, but we're here to talk about something maybe a little bit more specific in what you're doing now and what you've been doing for the last 12 months and you've been going like really hard at it the last two or three, four months, maybe I'm maybe doing you a discredit there. So, you know, update us on what's going on. What is Thai 55? Thai 55 is a company that I set up in the pandemic, the, the first lockdown. Um, it was around about June, I think, mm-hmm. May, June. But the, the, the thought process began in, in April, but then it officially became Tide 55 around about June, July. And it's a digital marketing agency, um, which basically means that companies, they come to us to help them with their social media marketing, with their email marketing, with their branding, with their SEO, web design, um, asset creation, video, photo. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things, but basically what we do is we help businesses to connect with more customers, more potential customers, so they can earn more money and we do it in a stress-free, fun way. Um, and I've got a great team. Literally, uh, this week, we introduced the sixth member of our team, which is really exciting. Uh, and when I say that, they are made up of four who are employed. So... Um, I think that's important context because I think, you know, you can sort of give it large sometimes and say, oh, I've got a team of 15 and yeah. you know, it's, uh, they all do half an hour a week. But the four employed, full, full, full time, full time, and then two outsourced um, uh, that, we, that we work really closely with. So, yeah, that's who we are. That's, that's what's been going on, mate. And 
for some people listening that maybe do know who I am from the Les Mills world, they're like, what? That's well different. Yeah, it is pretty different. But um, there, there's obviously many reasons for that. So I'm sure we're going to dig a little bit into that today. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy, I always get the guy to do the work. So if something goes wrong with the house, I'm not very hands-on in the house. So I'll get someone, you know, I'll get the plumber in. I, I don't take a hammer or like, you know, I don't know whether to take a hammer to a sink anyway, but I, I, that's my mentality. That's why I get the guy. So Tide 55, you are the guys, you are the team that for people who don't understand social media, website design, video editing, that you guys just take that pressure away. Yes and no, because yes, we are for the for those guys, but most of our work is done for companies that do understand it. Mm-hmm. They just recognize that they need a better quality. So them yeah. doing it themselves or having what commonly ends up being the youngest person in the office doing it isn't <laughs> it's true isn't quite what the company deserves and needs and there are some major changes that have happened in the last 12 to 18 months that now mean for businesses it's no longer like something that's a nice to have it's like a need to have so the level of expectancy the uh, when a customer comes to your digital front door you know your digital shop window your website your social media there's a level of expectancy now which means like it can't be rough and ragged it can't be unpredictable it can't you know it needs to speak clearly to the customer and so a lot of these um, clients that we have they just want us to do it because they don't want to be doing it in case they can't keep up with it um do it a disjustice disservice so yeah it's both ends of the spectrum to be fair um which is interesting how how it's seen you know because um both are important to us I know you obviously do this for a number of different companies, number of different types of companies in different sectors. Um, so I wanted to get you on here and just ask why you believe digital marketing is important right now for a fitness professional. I think because a fitness professional, and for context, I am sat in a gym right now. This office is in a gym. Um, I've had a, I've, I've been a, I've been in the fitness, in, I started in the fitness industry um, wet behind the ears, age, age 15 on the cover list for boxer size, you know. Um, and in that time I've, I've done the PT, I set up PT studio in 2009, which was like way before PT studios were even a thing. I've been a gym owner for almost 10 years, this, this building here. Um, so I know the fitness industry is, is the point, right? So I don't want people to think like, you know, who are you to know what it's like? I do know, I do know what it's like in the fitness industry. And I know that in order to build a successful business in the fitness industry as a personal trainer or as a group fitness instructor, Word of mouth is everything. Word of mouth is everything. Because you, when you and I started, Ricky, which was years ago now, um, there, might, there might have only been a handful of personal trainers or fitness voices in the town, full stop. There was you and there was someone else. And that guy was the weirdo that used to sort of wear hiking boots all the time. And no one really wanted to go and train with him. He'd been, he'd been doing it 10 years, but, you know, he's not really the guy you want to train with. You know the guy I mean. Every town has that PT. It, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and if your town doesn't have one, I'm sorry, you are that person. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, when we started out, it was like, you know, you, you could just get work by being that, um, by definition. But then it became more competitive. And so the awareness increased of if I want to get fit, I can go and see a personal trainer. So then it becomes about trust. Who do I go and see? Well, my friend sees this person and says they're good. 
Well, Julie, who I work with, sees this person and always says how great it is. This is the word of mouth, you see. So word of mouth is a construct that has existed since the dawn of humankind. Hey, go over there. There's berries on that bush. Cheers, bu cheers buddy. I'm, I'm going to eat now. Um, don't go over there. There's a, there's a lion. He'll eat you. Thanks, buddy. So word of mouth has always been there. It's now moved onto the digital platforms because that's where the constant stream of attention is. So for a personal trainer, it's a very long answer, but I hope it makes sense. For a personal trainer or fitness professional, being on the internet now, being present on social media is your, it's, it's your, they're your, they're your chips. They're your chips on the table. Um, not chips in terms of eating chips, in terms of gambling. Um, putting those chips on the table is you putting out content. You're more likely to win because you're there, you're being seen, you're being, you're being heard if you're doing podcasts and video. You will be able to um, elicit and, and ride, ride on the, the, the coattails of word of mouth marketing digitally if you're present. If you're not, then you won't and nobody will know. No, nobody will know because they're all there voting with their thumbs these days, liking, sharing, commenting. Uh, these are how, how people are expressing themselves um, and the, the pandemic only sped that up and closed it in a, a lot more. So that, I would say, from the social media point of view, mate, but also from a website point of view, websites are more important than ever. There was a time, you all know this, because you and I are similar on this and our outlook, three years ago, maybe four years ago, it was like, don't worry about your website. Yeah. Do, I, I think I remember talking to you about this. Don't worry about your website. Get on the um, Facebook, get on Instagram, do the social yeah. media stuff, because that's where you're going to get the, the attention. Now, the website is really, really important again. Yeah, I've, I've completely changed my opinion on that as well. Like to the point on my business courses that are run, I have to re-edit some stuff and put yeah. new content in there because there was a video of me saying, I quote, don't waste your fucking time with a website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, get your link tree sorted. That's all you'll need. <laughs> yeah. But you're right because that's where, that's where the entry was, yeah. right? And it still is. But the difference now, mate, is there's a big demographic of people that weren't sort of internet people. Let's just call them that. They weren't really in, they weren't really into it. They'd rather, they'd rather get your business card or they'd rather, you know, go mm. and uh, I don't know, send you a raven. But they they they're now very much accustomed to using the internet to get things. So the pandemic, the lock, the lockdown more specifically change this behavior pattern so now people go to the internet to go and buy anything they need because it was the only thing that they could do so they're conditioned now to trust it mm -hmm. and that's happening through google that's not happening it is happening through social media but more so search engines because they're going to yeah. find something so if they go on the search engine and they go oh they just sat there you know it's, it's all the stuff that we all know as as fitness professionals sitting there, putting their clothes on i feel a bit rubbish you know i need to do something about this i don't feel comfortable i don't feel confident action comes and the action is personal trainers in local town right insert town here if your website isn't there you're missing out on huge amounts of opportunity clients you know if you're any good if you're any good you're missing out on lots of money there because those people are not going to come to you they're going to come to your competitor and that's that's the game so yeah very important more so about the basics, really, rather than the sort of tips and tricks. I think we can get distracted by like the fancy stuff, but actually consistent social media and a great website yeah. with a little bit of a spend, and we'll talk about that later, 
probably um, to help you, you know, help you get there. Without those things, don't worry about doing all the other fancy jazzy stuff because um, that, that's that's slim pickings. Yeah, well, we'll talk about website design probably later. And I say to a lot of fitness professionals that even if your website is literally just a holding page that has your contact details, perhaps a product that you do, you might not be able to sell it online. It might be you know a one-to-one live session that you need to be there in person but definitely get something up there. And I increased so much traffic to my website about six months ago. So I was using Linktree. So I was using somebody else's website called Linktree and I can put a load of links on it. And it suddenly dawned on me, well, I've got my own website. Why don't I just create a page, Ricky Long forward slash Linktree and put all my links there. And that's now my Instagram bio. And my website views went up so much. Sales went up as a result. Um, and more so, and I value this so much, is people just coming into like my community, you know, whether it's followers on Instagram or people in the like my free Facebook groups. Like, so if you're listening to this and you use Linktree, like, stop, get your own website, and you know, forward slash Ricky Long Linktree. Don't use that one. Use your own, and <laughs> and it, it'll just send people there because we all say it's a link in the bio, swipe up, blah, blah, blah. send people to your website. Don't send someone to Mr. Linktree's website. It's like you want to get traffic there. Um, yeah, that's really good. Really good. I, I want to ask you a really obvious question, and it's one that I sometimes I die a little bit inside. I eye roll, and I also get excited on the answer. How can a fitness professional stand out from the crowd on social media? Because they're all on it. Everyone's doing CrossFit twenty one point one, twenty one point two, doing their handstand walks and all that. How can I stand out? So if a fitness professional is listening to this and just feels that I don't know what to post, it's samey, samey. Yeah. How can they stand out? You know, it's a difficult... It, I love this question because the answer is actually quite deep. And I think, like, we can sometimes hear the answers because there'll be similar answers that I would give that you would give anyone else that's kind of in this zone would give. But let's look at this emo- through an emotional intelligence lens. And I know this because I was there, you know, I was there in that, that generation of uh, Instagram where we were doing um, plyometric push-ups onto benches and handstand walks. And when I look back now, I just, see, I, I think that wasn't really saying anything to anyone that I was trying to talk to. Mm. Like my goal, my, when you say like, how do you stand out? It's how do you stand, it's who, to who is the question you should ask. Like, who do you want to stand out to? Because if you want to stand out to people who are into that kind of thing, then do that kind of thing. But if you want to stand out to Mary or Dave that wants to get in shape and, you know, is, is probably going to pay you handsomely for that, they, they ain't going to be doing handstand walks anytime soon, you know, probably. So it's, it's the who are you actually trying to stand out to? Because this is marketing, remember? And I think sometimes that's, a, that's another interesting one, Ricky, is with fitness professionals, we've got to separate our own life. And everyone says, oh, it's the same, you know, work-life balance is the same thing. Yes, it is. But in your thought process, you need to understand that there is the stuff you enjoy and there's your life. There's the things you like doing. And then there's your marketing message. And yes, you're the same person and it's the same thing, but be smart about it. When you're doing a post that you would consider to be a marketing message, send that message to the right type of person that you're trying to catch the attention of. When you feel like showing the world that you're good at handstand walks, go for it go for it but that's a you thing that's not a marketing message maybe might maybe it might inspire some people of course but you're 
your best way of standing out is actually asking the clients that you have or the people that you help now and go, can I just ask you a question if you don't mind, it would really help me. What is it about what we do that you really like? What was it that brought you in to me? Like, what, what was it about like me and what you saw? And I'm telling you now those answers, write those answers down and make 10 pieces of content for each one of those answers. That's how you'll stand out because you'll go and attract more of the same. And the chances are, if the people that you've asked are your you know, regular clients, you're doing a really good job with them. So you're going to do a great job with people of a similar kind of position in life. Um, and uh, yeah, last point on this, a lot of this is about being able to understand that money in the bank and having a great business is very important and shouldn't be blurred with being popular and having the ego of being Mr. or Mrs. Instagram. It's just not the same thing. So treat it with respect if it's a business move. If you're, if you're doing it, you might say to your friends, oh, you know, I'm a, well, it's only because I'm doing it for business. But are you? Are you being smart enough with that? Or have you blurred the lines too much? And I would uh, suggest like all fitness professionals listening to this or watching this would, would have a look at their last 10 posts and think, okay, how green or red, simple rating system. Red, if it's more of a me thing, if it's more of a kind of self-expression, have a bit of fun, or I'm talking to the industry. Or green, if it's I'm talking to my clients. And you'll be able to see where you're at and be honest, you know. Um, yeah, I really hope that helps. Does that make sense? I've tried to kind of... It, it does. I, I really challenge my lot on myself is when you're putting the post out there, you're, you're talking, you know who you're talking to. And so I'll use the example of, you know, a group fitness instructor, a Les Mills instructor. The amount of times I'll see a Les Mills instructor post a video, a picture, and either the message in that video picture or the caption will be about coaching mares, how they're using coaching mares. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that that's cool. That's really honest. And you're probably doing it really well. But coaching mares, you're talking to other instructors. Yeah. You, you, it's yeah. almost, you know, like you're talking up instead of talking out. You bang on. You, you're in the other instructors, as much as they might be your friends and your, their circle, your network, they're not likely to be customers to come to your class because they're teaching their own classes. Yeah, yeah, you're bang on. And, and Les Mills is, um, again, for anyone that doesn't know, we were on the trainer team together. I was there for a short period of time, about three years. We stayed in the same room together at Les Mills Live, you know, yeah. probably was how we met, isn't it, on, through Les Mills. Um, look, there is, there is this psychology as a Les Mills instructor and then even as a trainer, like it doesn't stop unless you're like Jackie Mills, it doesn't, it probably, well, I don't know, maybe even with her, but there's always someone to impress. Yes. And so when, and I know this because I've done it, been there, and there's nothing wrong with it because it's almost like career progression and you need to be able to be motivated and know, know how that works. It's part of life, but be careful if you're doing it without realizing because what you might do is you might, and I'll tell you how to figure it out, guys. If you're taking... 15 minutes to post something that should have took 15 seconds, then you're doing it. You're trying subconsciously, you're thinking, I wonder what Ricky Long or whoever it is that is your person that can give you the nudge one day. <laughs> I wonder what they think of this. I hope it makes me look good. Yeah. I hope my, when I, when I take this screenshot, I hope I'm at the highest part of my jump. So that like, 
everyone. <laughs> well, hold on that. Yeah, yeah, like, mate, I look back at 2017, like all of my posts were me doing jumps. <laughs> because you're trying to put out that message of like, hey, look at me, I'm a good, I'm a good, I'm a good presenter. Yeah. It's oh, like, I can jump really high. You're chasing you know? the, the likes and the comments as opposed to chasing yeah. what, yeah. you know, don't show how high you can jump. Explain to people how you got to be able to jump that high because that's yes. actually valuable. That's great. That's the great. person watching it. Great way to put it. Yeah. But you know, the likes, the likes that we're trying to get, it's usually just one person. It's usually just one yeah. person. You really question yourself. Like, who is that one person that you're trying to catch your attention yeah. on? It might be the, um, it, it, it literally might be the program director. It might be that you've had a couple of likes from the program director. And so you're thinking, oh, if I post this and then you, I've done it. You know, with the day that Lisa Osborne body attack followed me, I was like, I'm going to be on a DVD. <laughs> right. Because you're in that world. So you're just yeah. like, this is it. This is my chance. This is my, this is part of the story. She's going to see a thing. She's going to say, well, that's good. If I put a shitty jump on, she's going to think, oh, he's rubbish. chances are she doesn't fucking care anyway she's got her own goals her own brain she's doing her own thing i love her by the way and and um and uh oh yeah right did did you see her doing the going off on tangent did you see her doing 21.1 crossfit workout last week yeah she's amazing she's just a great just a great role model across many many levels and um uh yeah i've had i was like you know i met her um, when I was out in New Zealand and uh, my roommate was a guy called Grant Goes and he ended up doing, I think, eight body attack filmings in a row. But I was sort of living there at that time with him when he was just trying to get into it and, and she was doing one-to-one coaching with him. So they would be in the studio doing body attack rehearsals, practicing all the time. And I, I didn't do body attack at that time. I was just combat, combat, combat. And she just didn't, she didn't have to. She didn't know who I was really um super super polite super polite super friendly super kind and then i i met her at a couple of works because i worked at les mills new lynn and so there was like works dues in auckland and i'd go along and she would rep high and talk to me and then literally six years went on went by and it was when i did my first les mills live at um london at the ali pali mm-hmm. And she was here, wasn't she? And, and literally, yeah. she, she walked past me in the hotel and she went, oh, Tommy. And I was like, yeah. She was like, I remember you. You, you used to live with Grant Goes. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I was like, that's class. Like, she just sees uh, so many people. Mm-hmm. But she remembered. And, and um, I thought it was a really testament to her, you know. Because a, a lot of other people, I don't want to name names, but would have been like, yeah. in their head, they go, and I recognize that person from somewhere, but I'm not going to. They're just going to. You know, mm. so you're so right, and it's even back to the start of that. It is that script. Like, uh, I know this person's going to listen, and I, I really do. I love you. It's when you send, you know, the the PD has liked my Instagram post, and you screenshot it and you send it to people. It's like yeah. th- that is a validation metric, but yeah. it cannot be the ultimate validation metric. Oh no. Yeah, you know, I'm getting that. Um, you, I wanted to ask you a difficult question as well about social media. Is what is the best platform for the fitness professional, the PT, the group fitness instructor to be on? Because that'll be the question there. They will have. You know, which one should I be on? Should I be on them all? How do I have enough time for them all? Etc. 
It is a great question, mate. It is a great question. It is a difficult one to answer. And I think it depends on the ambition of the individual. I think it depends on what sort of product they have, what sort of products or service. But if they've got something which is scalable, like an online uh, membership or an online course or a program that's going to need constant flows of people, new people coming in, then somewhere like Instagram is great because not only can you reach lots of people through hashtags and um, location tags, but also running your adverts. Uh, through Instagram, um, for, for a fitness demographic, that's quite powerful. Um, but you know what I think is the best thing? Your personal Facebook. I know that's really controversial, but if you think about the amount that you've accumulated on your personal Facebook and who those people are, the chances are they all live quite close to you. So if you're doing a local in-person offer, if that's your service, then I don't think a thousand or three thousand Instagram followers is really going to count as much as say 20 of some of the people you went to school with and some of your mum's friends and some of you know that are just going oh that's really good well and, and all of a sudden everyone's talking about it and looking at it and seeing it and it would be some valuable content that just said look hey everybody it's me um, most of you know I'm a personal trainer I wanted to share this with you a lot of confusion about this at the moment take it from me it's not as bad as it sounds do this instead and I promise you're going to be okay if you have any questions just reach out to me and yeah you might not get the same scalability but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because you only need realistically you can build a PT business from 10 people 10 people seeing you twice a week happy days you, that's an entry-level job somewhere you know money-wise so I think I think it's just we we look at the top like you said earlier we, we're looking up all the time yeah You've got to get your, your house in order first. Then when you're at the point where you've got that foundation and you're thinking about scaling and offering something, then start getting into a little bit more, you know, then start looking at Instagram and TikTok and looking at ways that you can do that and podcasting and YouTube, but don't do it all at once. So a really powerful one on Facebook profile on your Facebook personal is using your Facebook personal story. Yes. If you use your Facebook personal story, literally if 10 people watch that, you're, you're doing well because people don't watch stories on Facebook. They watch it on Instagram. But yeah. those 10 people who watch it, they will be so highly engaged with you. They will have so much trust and yeah. fanfare for you. Now, it might be, your, might be your family, might be your best friend, but that's where you can really find out these are, my, these are probably your core people. And you could take a screenshot now of those 10 people who might watch it. And they're probably the same 10 people who were with you five years ago and they'll be with you in five years' time. I, we did an experiment on our group on that. Is who are the, who, how many people watch your Instagram story? Put the same story on your Facebook story. How many people watch it and how many are the same people? Right. And cool. where would you, if you were to rate them, you said green and red. So I, we used a one to 10 system. If you were to rate them on a one to 10, the value of the people who are watching your Instagram compared to the value of the people watching your Facebook, where would you put them in your life? Who, you know, who would you phone in an emergency? Mm-hmm. And the Facebook one was, uh, you know, a lot stronger. Um, so it's, it's interesting in that you kind of said Facebook personal. It's everyone's yeah. about the page. Everyone's about their groups. Everyone's about yeah. their Instagram. Which, which are valid ways to get customers and clients in any business. But it's just what we're talking about here is about personal training. And that's always been the most important word out of the two. Mm-hmm. Personal. And, um, you know, we've mentioned trust a lot. Like, think about it like this, logic brain, okay? Who's more likely to spend a couple hundred quid 
someone that knows you, that you used to work with five years ago, or that is your your mum's mate or whatever, someone someone that knows you, knows a lot about you, even has a good understanding of you as a person, right? Versus a stranger that you pester through an advert on the internet. <laughs> you know, because you're, what we need to remember is, what fitness, and, uh, fitness professionals need to remember, mate, is when you come up on a video, you're not bringing them anything new. You're not bringing them anything they've never heard before. You're, you're teaching them how to get fit. You know, that's not, oh, what? What's fit? What's that then? But there's nothing. Yes, okay, there might be new concepts, might be new ways of explaining it, and you might look different to the next person, of course, but their brain is going, oh, get away from my screen. Especially if they're feeling low on confidence, it's almost like you're the one pointing the finger at them. So you're more likely to get that bridge of trust to be walked across with people who already know you and have a character reference. Without taking any of your business away from you, Tommy, what would your social media secret weapons be that you can share on here? I, I mean, the, the, okay, so how do you mean? Like tactics or, or strategies? What do you mean? Yeah, maybe if, you know, let's say a group fitness instructor is listening to this, waiting for the gyms to open. Yeah. What is What could they be posting on their social media now that it's going to tick all the boxes? What, what, what would you do if you were that group fitness instructor? First of all, I would do as much as I can. Like I would just create every day um, and put something out every day until something sticks. And when I say sticks, it means it gets, it gets a little bit more engagement than the, than the other stuff. And then when you see something get a little bit more engagement than the other stuff, just do that again. Do that same thing again, but just sort of reskin it slightly, do it in a different setting, do it in a different, present it slightly differently. But we think all the time we have to reinvent the wheel. We don't. We just need to set, like a band. You don't get pissed off when you go and watch your favorite band when you eventually can. You go and watch, you know, the Killers, and then you get annoyed when they don't play Mr. Brightside. You want to hear Mr. Brightside because it's your favorite song from them. So, so likewise, when you're bringing advice to people, they want to hear their favorite advice from you again and again and again because in their brain they want to go, yeah, 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 that's me. I know that. It's familiar for them. So I would just follow what seems to work and do more and it sounds simple but do more of what seems to work now in terms of coming back out of the lockdown specifically for for people in the fitness industry something like your um the five um best preparation tips for that first day back or the three survival the three essential survival tips for getting back into the gym and then base those three base them, the five or the three, around your thing. So if your thing is you're very much the nutrition person, base it around that. Base it around, okay, make sure that on the day, on, on the day of the, uh, the gym session, you, you haven't done this for a while, so make sure that you have a decent breakfast that includes this and this. Bosh, point number one. Point two, bring an energy drink with you or a snack um, so that in case your sugar levels drop, you can reach out and grab it. Bang, point two. Point three, post-workout nutrition if your thing is more holistic you might say pack your bag the night before make sure that you've got everything that you need you haven't done this for a while you know remember what it used to be like at school that first day back or well, times that by 50 that's what this is going to feel like pack your bag do you know what i mean so it's just you got the the way of explaining it and then you just put your knowledge into the slots um and i think anyone could do that 
I've just got. I'm going to ask a lot of questions here for, for myself, and the questions that me and you know our business group would chat a lot about because they, these are common things. You know, so how often? So say I've created my five things you need to know before your first, and I put that out as a picture. Five things, and the caption is the five things. You know, a bit longer for. How often should I? Is that it? Should I just post that once? And if that gets like three comments and you know 20 likes or would you encourage you to repost it again dress it up a little bit how many times should you post the same piece of content that i would love it if if there was someone or a couple of people in your in your group that would trial this but i reckon if you took that or five tips and just on purpose don't tell anyone you're doing it. well maybe you could that could be part of it just talk about it all week just only talk about that all week to the point where people start to understand. So they go, oh, what is this person doing? Oh, okay. So you could do this. Monday, you do the post. Monday on your stories, you'll say, by the way, these are the most important. If you're into your fitness and your gym training right now, you don't need anything else. These five tips are just, I'm just going to talk about these all week. I don't care. I'm going to talk about anything else. Just going to talk about these things. And then Tuesday comes, you're like, right, so let's unwrap point one. Point one was make sure that you pack your bag. So what do you actually need in your bag? Right, well, you need this, you need that, you need that. Look at mine. I mean, they're brilliant. I got these from um, Podium Sport. They're great. Um, Podium for Sport. Love, right, love it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you can get yours from there too. Like, I'd love to, you know, what, what are you, what are you going to wear on your feet on uh, the first day back? You know, it's just everything has multiple ways of explaining and exploring it. But sometimes we think, like, we've got to come up with the next five things now. No, you don't. You, you could just go and talk about those things slightly differently. And actually, a week is nothing. You could do that all month. You could do that all year. Like, and some people do that, and it becomes very successful for them. Even some of the leading influencers in any industry, not just fitness, if you really look, they only talk about the same thing five or six yeah. times, just again and again, in the same way as a band has your, your favorite songs, yeah. you hook into it. You build relationships with what's being said. So yeah, I'd love someone to trial that. I think that you could dine off of those five things for a long time. Yeah, 100%. Um, you, you said a minute ago about like post, look back at your social media and see what works and what doesn't. And yeah. one thing, this is this is interesting and it's it's one of those moments I had. So I used to do my Q&A, my Instagram story every day, every day. And I got really, really high engagement lockdown happened people's behaviors changed my behavior changed so I started doing it like twice a week and just out of nowhere in January on a Wednesday I do a Les Mills Q&A and somebody asked me the question it was actually Dan asked me the question how many questions you get in your question boxes and I was like well how many do I get and I went back and a general Q&A I'll get I'm lucky to get 10 and that's being truthful see the Les Mills one boom 50 60 70 questions and these are all, you've just said it, these are all questions which I've asked before. So I've been asked before and answered before. Like, you know, in body pump, what's the point in the high pool? Should I lift my heels? You know, like these really, because some people don't know, maybe some people have only just come into an ecosystem. Some people want another person's opinion on it. So I think I'm going to ask you the question about how to self-audit your social media and your website and all. But that, for me, that was a brilliant way, just look back and look at what's working. If you should have, my opinion, you might differ in this, and on Instagram at least, you should have a business account so as you can see your insights, you can see who's watching, 
see the demographic, ages, locations, that sort of thing. Interestingly, I still have more followers from Moscow than I do in Glasgow. It's because you're a big deal over there, mate. Yeah, that's, that's there. A, I'm, I'm huge. <laughs> he, went, he went there once and hasn't he hasn't been back since. He left part of his soul in Moscow. <laughs> yeah, I come back, come back a different person. Um, yeah, so just on that, you know, on social media and, and websites, how can someone like self audit? Well, I guess working. it's about digging in and, and seeing what's going on. So first Google search yourself and just see what goes on, what comes up, because that gives you perspective. That's what people are doing. You know, they're, they're searching for you and um, you need to know what they see. So you understand the context. I think it's very important to do that, like maybe even once a month just to check. Um, he does it now. Did you know <laughs> there's, a, there's a porn film called Dick Willie Long? Doesn't surprise me to be fair. <laughs> Ricky Long Googles it. My website comes up straight away. But the word of my phone, would it not? Maybe there might yeah. be some bias there. Yeah. 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 I need to clear the crash. But it's also, again, what you're doing there, it's good to do it on your phone and do it on the desktop because it will be a different experience. And that's just good to get that context so people understand like what they know, what they would know about you before they talk to you. Um, you know, little things like if your business address is registered to where you used to work, they'll be like, oh, you, so you work at Thingy? And you're like, no. But you need to know what they know from their start point to get that perspective so that you see where they're coming from. Gives you a front foot approach. And then social wise, yeah, go through and look at your posts. And when you look at your posts, there's, I love using this expression. It makes me feel like I studied at school. There's qualitative data and quantitative data which means there are word-based stuff and there's number-based stuff which i wish they just called it that the word-based stuff is like okay comments and also the who like what kind of people like who was looking at this one it seems to be more of the les mills side of things or it seems to be more people with my personal life so that data you can look at okay and you can sort of see what goes on when you post like that that seems to happen but also the numbers when you look at the numbers, you are want, you do want to be looking at likes. I think people are sort of scared of likes. No, you should look at likes because that sort of shows if people like it or not. It's quite important. Um, but also you should look at how many people have maybe engaged with it. You look at your metrics, how many people have seen it, particularly videos. Watch time is very important as well. Um, but again, these are all tool, tools in the toolkit. You might not ever need to do any of this, you know, goes back to the point I said before, if your bank account's healthy and you're getting referrals in all the time, you might not need to actually do any of that. Um, but it's good to know what it is and if you ever scaled anything to a point where you could have a lot of people outside of your demographic coming to train with you or take up your services, then it would become important. Um, on on self-audit, how, how do you feel about when someone's posting a picture, how should the, the picture look? Is there any like psychology thing? So if I was to look on, you know, someone's grid right now, their, their Instagram grid, their, yeah. their news feed, essentially for those that don't understand. Um, how, how should pictures look, you know, in terms of filters? Should it be people's faces? Should it be body parts? Should it be scenery? What is, you know, eye catching for the average user? Okay, good. So when, when people actually look at your grid, that's a branding opportunity. So that's a branding exercise. It's where someone can build a relationship with you a little bit in terms of a personal brand, if that's the case. 
So it has to represent you as a person. Like there's no point in if you're if you're very happy to be on camera, then there's no point in having lots of images of scenery and stuff. Like bring bring that out. If that's played to your strengths, bring that out. Have that so that the in, the intrigue is there for them to click on that and see what it is. Oh, you're talking about that. Oh, you're talking about this. Oh, it's you doing that. You're over there. You're over here. But it is about branding. When they look at that grid, that's a branding exercise. But know this, guys. Most of the time, they're not going to look at the grid. They're just looking at a post in the feed. So the actual post itself just needs to be just needs to be on point with who you are and what you want to express to the world at that point in time. I wouldn't worry too much about that. You know, don't overthink it. I think you know, I've been guilty of it in the past. Now you look through my historical feed, I've got like all these themes going on, you know, colors and stuff like that. And you know, now I just I just post whatever I feel like posting because it's not some sometimes it's important, like for our clients. Some of our clients, we have aesthetic stuff going on where we post color quote whatever um but we we do that on purpose for what we identify as what we call stage two clients so we have three stages of social media marketing that we work with stage two client is like we've got a flooring company for example this flooring company they don't want to be insta famous they just want to sell some more floors so we're we're able to make their i mean they're a flooring company you'd expect them to be aesthetically pleasing when you look at their grid so it is. Whereas we've got another client who are in fitness um, and we don't worry too much about that. We just make sure that each post is valuable and high quality so that when the, the person's looking at it through their feed, it serves them. And then they build a little touch point with that, with that brand, with that company, with those people on the camera. So yeah, it's something that I think a lot of people overthink. There's two things that jumped out on me there, and hopefully I'll remember the second one here. Um, but the, the first one is you're talking about having like a theme on your on your grid, and a lot of people do that or experiment with it. Um, so I do it with the uh, Twitter quote. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I've yeah. actually done it. I, I've done it for, from about 2018. And often yeah. people ask, how do you do that? Well, it's just every third post is a tweet that's screenshot and a center and I put it on. And the reason, the reason I started doing that was to force me to post something useful rather than just a picture of my calf. Yeah. And say, well, you know, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, it, it's, it also makes sure that you're regularly entertaining Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this, this is great because at, at the level which you play in your life and business, and the, it's like training. You, know, you don't just go in and do a 100 kilo squat if you've never squatted before. So at your level, that makes sense. But for someone to see that and replicate it when they've not even got into a habit of posting more than twice a week yet, it's just too overwhelming. It's no point. You, you, you doing that brings you, you've already said there, two benefits. Brings you two benefits to your content strategy. It means you've got to post something a little bit different, forces you to do that, you stay in that routine. It also makes you, you know, play lip service to Twitter, which is good. For other people, that would just paralyze them and they'd never post anything. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just like, don't copy what other people are doing. And I know that you found that as your way because you, you like me, you've tried lots of different things, mm -hmm. but you find what works for you. And then you, you do that for a bit and then it might not work anymore. So you change it. Another one you'll have encountered this is the personal trainer. And it's a, <laughs> I'm talking to personal trainers here. Everyone might have this. Um, so right, I want to, Tommy, I want to start my personal training business. I want to go online. 
um, I want my website. Um, so the first thing I need to do is get my logo sorted. What would you say to that? I can't start until I got my logo sorted. I'd say there's your logo, mate. <laughs> for the it's podcast listeners, uh, you'll have to watch the video on the supporters club for that. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> yeah, it's your face. It's your your face is your logo, mate. Get over mm-hmm. it. But in the same in the same in the same breath, like yeah, okay, get get a logo, but stop fannying around, waiting, stop wasting time because you're waiting for your mate from school to do a logo for you. He said he'd do it for free, but he's taken seven months, and just put a picture of you holding a kettlebell mm-hmm. and there you go it's like it's you so everyone knows who it, it's you holding a kettlebell you're not selling kittens yeah you know you're it's fitness it's, it makes two, sense two girls who are doing so well with their online business right now their online community um and they didn't come through my system they're just friends of mine is they uh they so emma's based in glasgow now and jody's in liverpool um, and they created their quote-unquote logo by taking a picture of themselves, putting it on the Instagram stories, using the Instagram graphics, the lettering, basically mm. saying, you know, Jody Humphrey Fitness, Emma McDonald Fitness, so, you know, shameless plug for them both. Um, yep. Screenshotting that, saving that, cropping it, and just posting it. And that's how they started. They've evolved since then. But that's how it started. And it, like, that's how it can start. You're right. And it all fits together, you know, particularly from a local marketing point of view, right? If your face is there and it's the thing that people see, because that's going to be seen every time you do a post, every time that you do a comment, every time you like Mm -hmm. something on Instagram, that little circle. If that circle is four letters, you know, it's like, you know, RLPT, doesn't mean shit, does it? Could mean anything. Could mean anything. It could it could be one of those dodgy Google searches. It could be anything. However, that face is your face. And so when you're walking along um, in the street holding your Costa coffee, people go, oh, that's that, that's that person. And, and, and they will be making snap judgments of you. So obviously don't walk about with a cup crust, um, crispy creme donut. But like personal branding happens all of the time. So people are going, oh, do you know what? They seem like a really nice person, actually. Because you've held the door for an old lady as they walk out. So this is this is valuable. It all links together, and this is worth thousands of pounds a year to a personal trainer. Hundred um, percent. I'm looking at the questions now. Uh, have we actually you... done any of the questions? Yeah, we have. Well, we've have just we? gone off in tangents each one. Um, so tied fifty five. Yes. Where can people find out more? And what all services do you offer? Because you're not just. I will do your social media for you. I know that, but what what all do you offer? Yeah, so ideally, we take the social media marketing um, responsibility for a company. So we we basically look at their sales process. We understand their products, what what they're trying to do, what their ambition is, who their audience are, who their competitors are. And then we formulate a social media strategy, which is organic content and paid ads. Combine the two together, and that's basically our social media strategy. But then we also offer SEO to make sure that the search engine optimization happens. So when we were talking about Google search or Bing search, they're going to be ranking highly and therefore get more traffic and have more opportunities to sell their products and services. We've also got a couple of clients that we've worked on like an A to Z launch campaign for them. So they've got a a company that's successful, but they want to do a different product maybe. And this product is so high end that it just wouldn't look right on their website. It put people off both ways. 
So we create a separate website for them. We do a completely new logo, new brand design, um, new, new social accounts and launch that website for that new product owned by the same company, just a sister, a sister website. Um, so stuff like that as well. Um, one thing that's quite, quite um, exciting, I guess, for the people listening and watching this is our video and podcast services. So we can take your Zoom calls or we can take your YouTube videos and we can edit them so that they look really slick, really on point, um, really professional. And then we format them for each social media platform and then we help distribute them. We have a couple of clients that we do YouTube management for. So the videos go up on YouTube. We make sure that they're all scheduled on time. Um, some, some instances we do premieres. One of our clients recently had Matthew McConaughey as his guest. So we did a premiere for that, which was really cool. Um, we do all the tags. You know, we, we, we take care of that because it can be very long-winded, yeah. you know, doing that yourself. And there comes a point, I think, you can do it. But then a lot of the people we work with go, well, I want to take it to the next level, but I also want my time back. So it's a double whammy. Um, so yeah, we, we have got, and like I said, there's a, there's a good, strong, solid team here. So we can offer lots of different things. Um, but ultimately, we help businesses to increase their revenue and take a lot of the stress away. I'm going to probably jump backwards and, and sideways here. I've just something's come to mind about social media. So when should a PT have their own Instagram page and then have a separate one for, so I have Ricky Long. Should I have Ricky Long PT? So what's your thoughts on that? Should I have two Instagrams or when does that transition? Because you're, you're Tommy Gentleman, but you also have Tide 55. So oh, yeah, yeah. when did that transition happen? Because you might never have had that when you were doing events and uh, like your own personal training way back. Yeah, it's a great observation and great question. So, okay, easiest way to explain it. We've got a client um, called Max. Shout out to Max. He's, a, he's a, a great fitness entrepreneur and fitness professional. He, um, we run some social for him personally, and that's on his, prof his own personal profile. So that's like his workout tips, um, his motivational quotes, that kind of thing. But then he's also a business owner of a company called MHR Fitness. And they've got, there's three of them, three PTs. And we run the socials for them. So we're doing like taking their best advice, editing the videos, repurposing the content for that. I think the answer to the question depends on who the audience are. If the audience are going to be completely different, then it makes sense to have two different accounts. Max has his own journey that he wants to go on. And then MHR Fitness, his company, has its own journey too. Now, there's not, not a lot of point if it's just you doing both really, unless it's like a niche account that you've opened, say, I know you really enjoy collecting trains, yeah, each to their own, you might want to start a, an account for that, you know, fine. But I think unless it's an extreme case of niche or you have a business that has a different journey to the person operating it, you should just keep it as one. Yeah, I, I say the exact same. I, I word it in such a way as like, once your service becomes a product, Mm. As in, they can maybe buy the service as a product without you being there. That yeah. might be a good time to look at the separate account. Um, because by then, you should potentially have either other people or a lot of automation within your business to Definitely. make that happen. Um, so we did that ages ago. Like We have a Jump 4.2 Instagram page, which brings us in a certain amount. And we, we generally, people tag me 
for personal training, they don't tag the page or they, they might tag the page as well. And all we do with the jump page is re, I was about to say retweet, re-Instagram share um, success stories or what people have tagged us in. We don't actually like to, you know, it's a failing maybe. We don't actually post a lot of fresh content on that page. Um, it's a goal of ours to do that once, you know, everyone's saying the same thing. Once the gyms start opening again and people are going to be doing more workouts. Um, but it was just, uh, it was interesting to hear that. Um, yeah, I was, I'm kind of, you know, I, I've got a lot out of this. I know the listeners will have got out of this uh, a lot listening. Is there anything else you kind of want to add just about digital marketing, um, the importance of it, the anything you can think of that we haven't maybe covered? We, we've kind of we've summarized the whole of digital marketing, I realize, in 45 minutes here, so we've done well. <laughs> <laughs> I think just to know that, you gotta you gotta stay grounded and, and you've got to understand what um what's important to you versus what's important to your ego. And especially in the business of fitness, it's just being clear on what social media means to you and, and how you use it. Um, not to let it rule your life when it starts like overtaking the time that you should be spending with your family or um your own health, you know, mentally or physically. I think that that you need to check in. Um, and just sort of take a bit of a break and just reset what it all means to you. It's always going to be there and, and it's important to understand that it's a tool. So coming out of the lockdown, you shouldn't stop. You should keep it going because it's not like we've, we've just all been doing this while, you know, whilst we've been grounded inside, not allowed to go out and play. When we go out and play, we're still going to be going out and playing with our phones in our hands. It's still going to be the case. So um, we've got to be able to keep that going. Know that it's going to always be changing um do our absolute best to essentially represent ourself and our business through this tool and um that's kind of it really i think don't get carried away don't get distracted and and uh yeah know what fight is yours there's no point in getting into things that you just don't need to get into tommy we always have good fun questions at the end of our chats weird obsessions what weird obsessions do you have right now? Um, I put pressure on you here because you have, in my opinion, a lot of obsessions, which I look at and think that's class, whether it's swords or it's toys in your <laughs> office wall that you've been collecting. You randomly said trains there about 10 minutes ago, which just in my head, in your loft, you just have train sets going all around your loft right now. Yeah. <laughs> so any weird obsessions? Definitely not trains. Um, no, the, the day that I get obsessed with trains, I think I'll give you permission to just come and shake me. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, it's so not what I'd be into. Um, weird obsessions right now. You're right. I do, I do kind of like to get into things. Um, I've been, for the last nine months, really keeping a close eye on the football sticker and card game in um on ebay all right so i've i've been i've always collected stickers cards i was massively into pokemon i've got some very good pokemon cards first edition pokemon cards psa registered pokemon cards but the interesting area that the area that i've been most interested in is the football stickers and cards so are these like the old stickers like the merlin football merlin. stickers from 97 98 season yes, yeah, yeah mate, okay yes yeah. so if you're mate get in and if you've got any like dig them out because what it is 
It's I mean it's all it's all based around like the mechanics of business. I can't help myself. There's uh, most people know there's a massive massive industry for like baseball cards, mm-hmm. American football. I mean some of these cards have gone for millions, like literally these little pieces of paper because they're really rare and they're almost considered like rare art. You know people want to own them um, because they feel like there's that nostalgia, but also there's that ownership of this rare item which people really want now the market is very uh, american and and chinese based but what's happening at the moment is that there's this curiosity towards english well football what we call soccer so all of a sudden us like english like or british lads we're all like well i've got some stickers Mm -hmm. hang on you're going to give me how much for this (laughs) right so there's there's all this um all this awareness that's come along and I saw it about June again lockdown gave me the, uh, like everyone else sort of twiddling your thumbs just like getting into this and you start thinking okay who are going to be the most expensive well, like who are the big ones here and I think you'll probably be thinking the same person as who I yeah there's with. only one person that you want to look back in your 97 98 album and make sure you have that that sticker off who do you think? It's Mr. Beckham. Exactly. Yeah. You want that so, one with the blonde hair and the curtains? That's that's the one you want. <laughs> a, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And so there's so for anyone that wants to sort of head start on this, there's um the 95, 95, 96 is the is the Beckham because the, the the first season is what you want. Or the earliest card or the earliest sticker, that's where the most value is, right? They call it the rookie card. It's the, oh, the very yeah. first one. That's why it's so so valuable beckham 95 96 there's i think there's four different types that you can have cards and stickers i've got three of them so i went in around about june july and was just like okay i'm doing this i invested some money in the cards um bought them and now i'm like every day just checking ebay just checking see, see what's going on so that's a weird obsession, I suppose, because it's not really, I guess, like quite I don't know, normal. But um, I think that's class. Though. Immediately, I'm thinking, right, I'm going to phone my mum and get her to go up into the loft with her bad hip to check <laughs> if the sticker albums are, are anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Every Everybody's going to be doing that now. Like, <laughs> mum, mum, have you still got my old stickers? Yeah. By the way, they have to be unstuck. You, there's no point in them being in the, in the album. They have to be... Well, that, that was that was my question. Like, yeah. I'm sure they would still have a value, but not as much as if it's a, a fresh they won't, sticker. They won't have any value, mate. Not at all. No, nope. oh, it's devastating. I won't have any then. Nobody wants this, nobody wants the ones in the sticker album because why? Honestly, the the the, <laughs> the value is so they they grade them out of ten in terms of like um, yeah. mint quality, and if you've got like a slight like the edge is slightly like duffed up or whatever it'll go it'll go right down if there's like a little scratch or like a smudge or a stain then it will come down but also it's about the printing so if the print quality isn't perfect then it can never be a 10. if the alignment isn't perfect because don't forget when they go to print you know you've got a card and then you've got an image that has to go on the card if the if the card's slightly off center then the the image isn't going to be like parallel to the edges so all of these things come into play. Yeah. So the goal is to try and get what's called a PSA 10 registered, right? Ah! Card. 
Get this right. There is no, there are no, of this card I have, there are no PSA 10 Beckham um, LCD yeah. publishing cards in, in the world yet. No one's found one, right? Now, mine are unregistered. So I've got to send mine off, which is terrifying. And I've been sat with my cards in a very special place that I'm not going to tell you, waiting for like the courage to send this thing away to get PSA graded. So like I'm like waiting for that like moment. I might even just drive it because it's got to go to Oxford mm-hmm. and then it's got to be sent to America and then it's got to get graded and then come back again. I'm like, that's just terrifying. But it happens all the time. People do it all the time. Yeah. Like I've never done it before, so I'm like, of course, yeah. Really scared of doing that. Um, to the point where I, <laughs> I actually asked uh, Kelly to if she, she was going to buy, she was going to buy me a PS5 for Christmas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Sweet. Said Kel, I appreciate that. That's a really, really awesome thing to do. You're the best. <sighs> but. I'd prefer if you paid for my card to be registered with PSA. <laughs> so that's the payment and stuff's already like, but yet here I am towards the end of March. I still haven't sent this thing away. Oh dear. Scared. What I'm thinking now, I've had the realization I won't have any original stickers. So I'm now thinking, okay, how can I green light myself for like the, the 50 year old Ricky Long? Like who should I buy now? And I'm thinking Phil Foden. No, F- Phil Foden, Phil Foden. Yeah, I, I actually have him. I've thought the same. I'm thinking, when was his rookie season in terms of when would he have got into the sticker album? Would three years ago. Three years, right. Okay. You want to get the, um with Phil Foden, you want to get the Tops cards. Okay, Tops cards. Okay, and there's a few different versions. The problem these days is that obviously everyone's thinking the same, so they release so many different varieties. Oh, yeah. But if you grab that, I I have, I'm not even joking, I've got like 45 Mason Greenwoods. Because <laughs> I just went crazy on him last season. I thought, yep, he's going to be the one. He's been rubbish this year. But I'm still going, right, he's going to be. And I bought loads of Mason Greenwood stickers, cards, all different varieties. I bought Phil Foden as well. And then those two little rascals got in trouble. So yeah. I was like, oh, brilliant. I've just <laughs> invested in these two dickheads. Now they're getting slung out of the England squad. But um, yeah, that and, and you know, the, the main, the, everyone goes nuts at the moment. Haaland and Mbappe, everybody's buying them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. But I'll tell you where, the, where, where to go, where I think is the best place to go. Underrated at the moment for value, Rooney. Mm. Because there are certain players that have gone to America Made a, made a made an impression, and those are the ones that are going to be worth a lot. Hence yeah. Beckham, and Beckham just fly like I bought the cars, and then he's like got his own team, and yeah. you're like, oh wow, this is just perfect. Now Rooney has gone into management, so there's that hunger to be in football still. He had an amazing illustrious career. He spent time in America. He played there, yeah. right? Gerard, no one. The cars are really pants. No one really. Um, Zlatan. Yeah, I've got. I bought as I'll share some numbers with you on this one because I don't mind this one. I bought a Zlatan card sticker, PSA registered already. 80 quid. No, I'm lying. 34.99. Two years ago. It's selling on eBay, not mine, but the same card, same PSA registered registered uh, thing. 
is selling for 1100 quid shit like this isn't this is a big deal like it's yeah yeah i mean oh that's big and, and the thing with rooney i think you're right rooney's going to be one of those players rooney's going to be a better player the longer he's retired yeah people, people start to realize start, yeah how good yeah. he was because nobody's numbers nobody's stats are going to going to match up and especially with longevity so rooney's a great show Oh, I love that. And yeah, we geeked out a little bit there, didn't we? I was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> um, decent reads, listens lately. Anything you can share? Um, do you know, I've been stuck on the same book for ages. I haven't finished it. The Map of Consciousness, it's called. It's really good. Mm, and I've sorry. got the audio version. It includes a lot of the live lectures. Yeah, sounds heavy. Yeah, it's, it's, pre- it's pretty good. It's like one of those ones you can almost listen to like a podcast because of the live sessions you can sort of just tune into it on the way to work and stuff and, yeah. or the way to the garage if you're working from home yeah. um but it's that that um but you know what i've been i've been watching a lot of documentaries on world war Two. right okay yeah and like i'm not i don't want to go down a rabbit hole here but i would thoroughly recommend anyone who sort of grew up in in our generation that was taught about world war ii in school and like you hear about things and stuff but to actually just go and there's one on netflix it's called world war ii in color i think there's two different ones but and imagine being in that gen being there even as a kid being there let alone as an adult because an adult man you're on you've got a gun in your hand and you're on the front line simple as a woman, you're at home and your kids have been taken away potentially to go and be evacuated to rural areas. Like the perspective that it's given me on like not being able to fucking go to the pub or not yeah. being able to, it's like, this is my, my, my grandparents on my dad's side grew up in the East end of London, which obviously got smashed to pieces by um, bombs. And uh, you know, they, they would tell me stories about how they would be cheering at night, hoping that their school would be hit. You know, it's like the perspective yeah. of, and and um, and then my my mum's mum was uh, grew up right next to Hiroshima, and her you know her mum because they're Japanese and um, so my my grandmother's mum actually died in the bombing. It's like how am I even alive? You know, um, but that, that I think anyone listening watching this, if you just go, it's only seventy five, seventy six. Eight years ago, I know. Perspective, mate. Yeah. There's so much perspective to be to be learned by just going there. I've I've been going the complete opposite direction. Do you? You've been looking at things in in the past, like the recent past. I've been obsessed with watching documentaries on Elon Musk. Oh, and like the, I only heard about Elon Musk. I about a month ago. I don't know really. Why. Well, really? I'd, I'd always heard, but I've never been curious. Well, he's a special fella, that guy. Oh, wow. Have you read the book? Have you read his, the book? that? Um... It's, it's in my audio listen, but yeah. right now I'm just trying to consume as much YouTube and um, TikTok content. I love TikTok because it'll like put things into 60 seconds for you. Some some clever bastards already edited for me all the, all the best bits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just so obsessed with him. And what, why it's interesting, why this came up, as you said about the war there, I don't know if you saw it in the news, the HMS Queen Elizabeth aircraft carrier sailed from, I want to say Fife, I could be wrong, um, right around Scotland, and it came up to the Clyde there on Monday. 
Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, this thing, three billion to produce, three, 3.1 billion pounds to produce aircraft wow. carrier up the cloud. And wow. I've never felt so small because you see them on TV. You see them, yeah. everyone's seen Top Gun. And you see yeah. them, but you don't realize how big they are. And you said about war and all. And I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, you know, if we go to World War Three, that bad boy is going to be the one protecting us. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're, all, we're all screwed, mate. If that happens, like, I mean, it's going to be a pretty quick one, I think. But I know. Um, I know. it's it's just like you think about being there. I'll, I'll go back to Elon Musk in a second, but just the jamming on this. Use as much as or little as you want. It's just fun to talk about. But you imagine being there in your family home you know dad's not there he's he's frontline while the wireless is on bbc you know announcements like um the germans have um figured out a way to uh fly their planes at night and bomb so tuck yourself in tonight and hope for the best just in and imagine thinking i thought i was safe at night and now I'm not like because that's what happened. They developed radar technology. They could fly in the, in the dark. It's just another level. Like we tune into Boris Johnson and he goes, yeah, we're going to stay at home for a bit longer um, with your Netflix and your Uber Eats. You know, it's not exactly the same, is it? And I think, it, don't get me wrong, people, people, a lot of people are struggling and right, you know, everyone has their own ups and downs and challenges and turns and twists in life. But as a global perspective, we can count ourselves very lucky that we're, going through what we're going through in this current age and not you know in any other time but um mate elon musk what, what a guy like the, the rocket yeah the, yeah so big problem okay space travel he wants to get us over to mars big sticking point costs a lot of money yeah you know what we need to do we need to create invent a rocket that we can use again and again and again because at the moment you use a rocket once that's it costs a lot of money to that one trip imagine flying to lanzarote for your holiday and the plane just gets destroyed every time it would be a very expensive trip to lanzarote yeah. it wouldn't be 200 pound all inclusive it would not be 200 pounds <laughs> all in no so he invents the rocket that can land back down and if anyone hasn't watched the video yet okay. go on youtube search spacex um landing rocket i'm sure you'll find oh, you'll it find it yeah and it, it's amazing, isn't it? It just like looks like a pen, comes down uh -huh. and just sits there like that on the on the on the launch pad, and everyone goes bananas. And it's just a moment in time yeah. in our human evolution where you go, fucking hell. Yeah, because it's it's the speed the rocket's coming down to Earth. Yeah, and then it just flips like it defies everything my eyes have ever accepted as real life physics. Um, like it almost looked like I was watching something from Avengers that it just, it is it just like Iron Man, isn't it? That moves yeah. like Iron Man. Yeah. It just it spun around and it sticks and it landed and you're kind of like, wow. Yeah. Like th this is happening. He was on um what really spiked my curiosity, he was on Joe Rogan again recently. Oh, was he again? Yeah, and he's just yeah. talking all about it and actually made a joke of the last time he was on it when he was like smoking <laughs> weed and all that and the shares and the company got affected. Um, but he was on that. He's just talking about it, and just so flippantly, like said, like we we are going to kill this planet. Like we we can see it. So the only way we can survive is how was he call it interplanet? Something he calls it some fancy word. Basically, you know, we we need a house on Mars. Yeah. And he said, like yeah. it's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we've got the, the, the little um, go-kart up there on Mars at the moment. Yeah, it was recording Which is signs. just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Demon yeah. signs back. Yeah. That sample that they that he's taken the little little uh, droid has taken um that won't we won't get the result of that until 2031 that bad. do you know that so we have to build there's a next mission that goes out to send another little thing down onto mars to go and pick the other one up basically mm-hmm. go and get his mate and then that new one has the technology to relaunch itself back into space so it goes and picks his mate up go, you got you got the samples he's like yeah i've got it all right, get in then. Uh, all right, we they go up into space, <laughs> and then and then at the aircraft up there, there's a the satellite up there station. You go brings it in, loads it into a proper little spaceship, sends it back to Earth. None of that can happen until the technology and the stages have been met. Then it comes back to Earth, takes a bit of time to do that, lands, gets in the lab, twenty thirty one. It's mental. And we'll be able to look back at this conversation, see where we're at in life, and go, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, shall we make a prediction? What's going to be in that sample? Well, oh, I'd love it if it was like I don't know, some sort of like um, crazy mushroom that the Martians used to eat that sent them on all kinds of trips. I don't know. I, I think I think there'll be, I think there will be some because it's what they're looking for is they've landed it in what they think was an old lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so you know like in the bath if you in the bath for a long time and then you take the plug out there's always that sort of like layer of yeah, sort of yeah like sh- mucky shit around the edge <laughs> that's what they're trying to test so they're like well if it was a lake then they would be an, there would be a layer of that mm-hmm. there would be like a layer of um algae like historical algae or whatever and so they're trying to test that bit and if it comes back and says that there used to be water there then that's when it's sort of game on. We know that it's possible, I think. I'm not a freaking scientist, but that's uh, my, how I read into it. Yeah. My prediction What do you is, think is going to be in it? Um, my prediction is four PS6010 quality David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it is, it's because mine's ended up there when I've tried to send it away to America. <laughs> Elon Musk has picked up the package and gone, fuck that, I'm having this. That's his insurance. That's his insurance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I'll let you go on. Um, what's next for you today? So we've got a pretty important meeting at half 12, which is, which is um, with a potential new client, which could be a big, a big case for us, you know, big deal. So we've got that in uh, shortly, but it's the um, Europa League draw before that. So we'll be tuning in right. to see who we're facing. That's right. i uh, tell you what, who we don't want, Silver Frech. We beat Chen Rangers yesterday. They looked a yeah. really good side. There's no easy team in there. I think. But, but your pressure's on us. That's the thing. Like any team that draws us is going to be up for it. So we. Tell you what, you know who we won't be playing? Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, Over thank here. you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, mate. Thanks for having me. I, I really hope there's something in there amongst our ramblings um, that people can take on board. Oh, I think I've enjoyed the last 10 minutes. Uh, fact, it was about 20 minutes the most. Yeah, we could almost have that as an exclusive, separate to the actual thing. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.